I just want to warn everyone, the first 10 minutes of this uh, podcast is uh, all about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So if you don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, hit fast forward. Yeah, or or if you don't want to hear about an awesome concert that we both ended up at and didn't even know either one of us were there. Yeah. Um, we also talk about uh, why you sh- should talk to a counselor if you're having problems with your divorce. Um, and also, uh, we look into... Um, what to do if you get a cold pizza, mm. and why are certain women women reappearing, uh, disappearing, and reappearing? We got to think of a term for that, Doug. I don't know. Make disappeared. Sort of disappeared. Make, make disappeared. Sort of disappeared. And then uh, and then we big give big uh, shout out to Ben Affleck and whoever his wife is, and on him getting sober and out of rehab. There you go. So it's a great episode. Listen and enjoy. So, uh, episode 28. That's crazy. Episode 28. We're like, we're trucking along. We really are, man. It's unbelievable. Um, last time we had a special guest. This time we're just, it's just me and you. It's just me and you, man. So, it's solo. Uh, so yeah. Uh, we had a joint experience, uh, the other night. Didn't even know you were there. Had no idea, but, uh. Just to give you an idea of what this is, this is Vomiting Rainbows. Uh, this is episode 28. It's a podcast where I tell my buddy Mike stories that he knows nothing about. He chews them up and spits them back to me in a colorful rainbow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had this joint experience where uh, one of my buddies, um, I'd just seen him down in L.A. And uh, his uh, his band, friend, his band. His good friend's band yeah. was up here last night, which was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, and, and I got to say that, uh, Doug, you are not in the music industry. I yet, am not. No matter what concert I go to, uh, no matter how hard, like I, I've done things where like I've had to like like announce a band, like say like, like Rage Against the Machine, where like if you go backstage at a Rage Against the Machine show, if you're not like related to the band, like they don't let you anywhere. Right. So, you know, it was like a miracle that I was there just to do a stage intro. So in these types of situations, I'll be there, and all of a sudden I'll look over, and Doug will be standing there going, Mike, what are you doing here? And I'll be like, what are you talking about? You don't know I'm, I'm related to Tom Morello? Like, right. <laughs> so, 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 I, actually, speaking of which, uh, Eric, who uh, he also plays for Tom Morello in Street Sweeper Social. Social scene. Or yeah, 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 yeah. One of, one of Tom's bands. So, so your buddy plays in another band with Josh, the guitarist of the Chili yeah, Peppers. Yeah, it's called Dot, Dot Hacker. Dot Hacker. And it's... Uh, Klinghoffer, and then it has the two guys from Broken Bells. Awesome. So it's like, a, and then Eric is with like Gnarls Barkley and a bunch of other bands. So yeah. he's the drummer. And uh, Klinghoffer uh, was the studio guy for Gnarls Barkley. Right. Mm-hmm. Same. And I think that's probably how he and Eric met because yeah. he's the studio guy also. Um, it was my first time seeing Josh live with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the dude is a beast of a guitar player. I, I, I've been a fan of the Red Chili Peppers probably since 88. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen them with every guitarist they've had that, that hasn't died. Right. Um, and uh, and how many has that been? They go through a lot of guitars. But, you know, like, I mean, I saw them with Josh, or I'm sorry, uh, John. Right. I saw them with um, uh, Dave Navarro, saw right. him back, you know, like, like whatever, you know. Well, it was for Shante first, right? Uh, no, they went through like three guitarists. Like the uh, thing is, is most people's point of reference for the Red Hot Chili Peppers probably starts with um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Right. That was John Frusciante. Uh-huh. Uh, there, but you know, there was um, uh, now, I'm, <laughs> now I'm like what? Uh, uh, Mother's Milk. There was right. uh, Freaky Styley. There was like um, 
Uplift Mofo Party plan. There were like the, there was like this this early Chili Peppers catalog that is like super crazy, super funky, super nuts. Like nothing right. like the ballads they they busted out. Like Under the Bridge was like a, a, a definitely definite like a departing point for their Hot Chili Peppers. Like before that, it was heavy, it was funky, it was dirty, it was sexy, it was raunchy, and um, you know now they've kind of become like this mid rock ballad band sort of, which right. is kind of funky. But Josh Klinghoffer was so good, it was it was almost stunning. Like, it, it was almost seeing someone on stage on, like, another level. And that's saying a lot. I mean, Flea's a great bass player, obviously. Chad is a, is a great drummer. But he's, like, he, he was just on a whole other level than those guys. Anthony, I've always felt probably, I would say, starting in, like, 2002 – um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it seems like it's really hard for him to sing, man. I mean, he was on right. stage, he was kneeling down reading lyrics really? you know, to some of the new songs. That's what it looked like he was doing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was at, I could kind of see, and I'm like, really dude? Like, really? Oh, wow. You know? And I, I don't know if that's, that's that what might've might been when I had to walk all the way around to get beer and yeah. come back. That's what it looked like he was doing. I don't know why else he'd be taking paper up and crumpling it up, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and I mean, and it's it just like as the years go on, it just seems harder and harder for him to sing. And even back in the day, like kind of in their heyday, like in the early nine, early to mid nineties, you know, it, when Flea and Chad and the guitarists were always on such a high level, it always seemed like he kind of struggled to, you know, live. I'm saying, right. just struggled to keep up with these guys. And and I kind of felt the whole band kind of struggled to keep up with Josh. And I know a lot of right. people disagree. Oh, you're crazy. And I'm not saying I'm not a fan of the Red Chili Peppers. I mean, I, I love the band. I love right. their songs. I'm a huge fan, but I was just, I was so blown away by his his guitar playing. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't gone and seen, Doc, ha- Doc Hacker's been here a couple of times, and they're definitely fun to see. They're very, they're playing more of the music that they want to play. Yeah. Uh, because all, all of, except for Broken Bells, Broken Bells wrote all their own stuff, but, uh, Eric and Josh mostly play for bands that have already written their own music. Yeah. So um, this is kind of the departure where they get to write their own stuff. It's, yeah. It's really good. And that's what's interesting. It, it's, you know, because I've read interviews with Josh, and he talks about being compared to all the other guitarists yeah. and the Chili Peppers. And, you know, when, when, you, when you see him play live, he kind of puts his own twist on the old songs. And then the other thing is, like, you kind of realize, like, he kind of is just playing like, they like, say, like their new stuff, like Dark Necessities. Like he's kind of playing like in a Chili Pepper style, like in a Chili right. Pepper vibe. But at the same time, when he's live and he's going off, he's got. I mean, it's almost like the band's holding them back. It's, yeah, it's crazy. no, I, he he is absolutely so talented, um, and and his presence is huge. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was definitely you you couldn't help but look at him on the stage as opposed to everyone else that was there. Yeah, I mean, he was just going nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean the thing is, you can tell he's having the time of his life. You can't go that nuts, by without feeling it. You know what right. I mean? And and I think that's the thing is that you know I'm, I'm sure for a lot of those guys in that band and, and just bands that have been around for thirty something years, thirty five years, like you know it feels a little. It's over time, it's got to feel a little different. You can tell that he is he is in the moment, man, and, and it, it was awesome. I mean, he definitely he blew me away, hands down. Like to the point where I was like, can you just do a guitar solo? Can the right. rest of you guys go? Go get go get a hit off the oxygen tank and uh, just let this dude shred. Right. I, the other thing that I, th- I thought. Uh, so I met uh, Anthony at a thing in L.A. like long, like a while ago. Yeah, and I he, met him a couple times. He's a great dude, man. He was really super nice, cool. But that kind of creepy trucker stash thing that he's been rocking for a while. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, that, I would say I would say out of the bands that you know, all the bands that are you know that that are. Out of all the bands that are kind of like that big, like been around for 35 years, right? You know, don't need to talk to anyone. I've met every member of that band except Josh. 
uh, multiple times, and they've always been cool. They've always been they've always been awesome. Chad is is one of the coolest dudes you could ever hang out with. He's a I mean, if you spend, I'm a drummer, he's a drummer. Right. If you start talking drums with that guy, it's just like he just goes off. It's he, he, they're just awesome. Yeah, you know? and I, I would say the same if you when when uh, Josh is here next. Yeah, we'll we'll hang out, but he's like super chill. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea if, to introduce him to me. Right, maybe not. Yeah, I'll be like. Dude, you're so much better than those guys. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, yeah, you should, thanks, you dude. should do your own. Wait, you, you are doing your own band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, the last time I saw him, it was him and all the guys, and they had just played the Regency Ballroom. Yeah. And they were loading all their own shit out, and they were like having to lift it up and put it in. And I'm like, is this weird for you guys? And they're like, it's totally weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. They're like, we had to, we had, we had to be our own techs tonight and yeah. set all of our own shit up. Yep, yeah, that's cool though, man. And you can tell he's he, you it's know, humbling. Yeah. yeah, he's he's in it for the love of the music, man. That's awesome, right? So there you go. If you haven't seen the Chili Peppers uh, on this tour, uh, check it out. And I think I think I think if you listen to what I'm saying and then go see them, it'd be hard to disagree. Yeah, dude is definitely on the next level. But the, but the whole band was great. It was a fun show. They could have played a little bit longer. They could have. Yeah, know? I was kind of shocked because I went I, I went to go on that beer run, and by the time I got back, they. would they were off the stage. Yeah, they played 20 songs. Yeah. Which for me, if, you, if you're playing the Oracle Arena, there's what, 25, 30,000? There's, there's yeah. a lot of people in there. It's like, And it was completely like wall-to-wall people. Completely sold out. Yeah. It's like, dude, you, you play you, you know, you, you play 30 songs. You at least come out and do a couple of the encores. Right. You know, it did kinda, they do no encores? They, like, they did like, one encore, three songs. Oh, okay. Which, you know, it's like, eh, you know, like, you leave the stage, you come back, you leave the stage, you come back. Yeah. You know, you... I don't know. I I, th- I think it, it felt like it was a cash in show for those guys. Oh, like totally. You know, was. Like, it, all right, good night. Woo! Yeah, they were like back on the bus and like probably out of there at the same time I was getting my Uber. Yeah, Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, they're they're like, mm. ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> See ya. They and they do that all the time. They came up for Salesforce to do the big uh, Salesforce Dreamforce conference. Yeah, yeah. Exact same thing. They came up. They did like an encore, three songs, probably the exact same set list as. The other one, yeah, um, and this this was the first time that I'd seen Josh play with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he had a bro- like a broken ankle or a broken leg, and he he was just like they set him on a chair. Awesome. So it was it was definitely uh, you could tell he was bummed. But maybe that's you know maybe that's how the, why those guys are still around for thirty five years. You know, they, like they treat it like a business. Like we get paid to do this, we play twenty songs, then we're yeah. off the stage, whatever. You know, and they're definitely professional. Yeah, so, I mean, I. Enjoyed the concert. I thought they crushed it. Yeah, it was it was a great show. I yeah. mean, I, that's the thing is, like, it's it's weird because I have like conflicting feelings. I, I don't think they're the best they've ever been. Right. And and Josh's performance was so good that it just detracted from everything else. But, the, but overall, yeah, it was a great concert. But the other thing that I thought was amazing too was that light thing that they did yeah. all the way through the. So they had to give you an idea of what this looked like. It looked like a whole bunch of like uh, pendant lights that were hanging down, and they could move them at different like different heights and different levels. Which wouldn't seem like much, but man, that like, it just gave this the it made it the whole arena feel like very intimate. Yeah, it was cool. It was a really neat effect. Yeah. So uh, anyway, on to should we go? <laughs> should we go on to some dark stuff now? Yeah, move forward. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, like if you hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the last ten minutes you just want to stab your ears. You're like I yeah. hate the Chili Peppers. Yeah, well, I mean you could always just fast forward. This is true. Yeah, we we we're we're not opposed to fast forwarding. If this dark stuff is too much for you, just fast forward through it. Yeah, we should we should insert like little clips when we edit, like talking about the Chili Peppers for the next ten minutes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, like bookmarks. Bookmarks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, this um, husband and wife, uh, Anjum and Randall Coughlin. 
they lived in uh, is it uh, Saint Petersburg, um, what, uh, Missouri? Does that sound right? Saint Petersburg, Missouri. No, Saint Charles. Sorry, uh, uh, Saint Charles, Illinois. Wow, that was great. Got the facts right on on that one. There you go. Um, so, you named a city and a state. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Um, so um, they, uh, the mom and dad were going through a little bit of a divorce. And as we know on this show, when parents go through a divorce, it can get ugly. Mm-hmm. So they were living in different houses. They had two daughters uh, that were both twins and 14. Uh, they were beloved by everyone. Uh, yeah. I, I just heard the past tense right yeah. there, beloved. Oh, sorry. They're both 16. Okay. Uh, but they were beloved. Beloved. Uh, they um, had reported to friends that um, their parents uh, were, um, their home life was challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the police had been, con- uh, had been called to, um, like, previous domestic trouble calls at the house. Uh, they lived in different places, but at the father's house. So whenever they, um, whenever they switched uh, custody, apparently it was very traumatic for the two daughters. Yeah. Um, well, it's got to be tough, right? I mean, you know, th- there's a reason that the, the the husband and wife are separated, right? And so the the husband has a way of doing things, and the you know the the wife has a way of doing things, running the household, and that that's a lot f- to put a kid through, right? I mean, exactly rules, different parameters. And so, um, just before this, the um, the wife, the former or the ex-wife, had posted a picture of getting like a dozen red roses on her like desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, that did not make Randall very happy. Um, so, when they dropped them off for custody, um, he uh, immediately took the two daughters back somewhere in the house. Yeah. Uh, shot them and killed them. Oh my god! Uh, and then, and then shot the wife, um, and then called nine one one. Let them know his address that he had just shot his wife and his two daughters, and he was going to shoot himself. Oh man! Then he went and locked himself in the bathroom and apparently offed himself. Uh, and then the wife came back to consciousness, and then found her two daughters dead, Ugh. did not know where the, the husband was. Yeah. And a neighbor had heard all this commotion, heard her screaming, came into the house, found her sitting in a pool of blood. This is just a horrible story. All of this is on heavy.com where we get all of our great and lovely warm and fuzzy news. But Yeah, who's weirder, like heavy.com that posts all this depressing stuff with the people that read it like us? I, I think I think it's like a little bit of... 50 50 50 50 okay yeah but um then she uh so she starts screaming over and over again and it's heartbreaking you probably don't want to listen to that part but um there she she keeps saying uh my husband shot my kids my daughters are dead uh and the neighbor is trying to calm her down and they can't and if you look at um her like this angem coughlin coughlin's like Instagram and Twitter, it's basically this woman was not exciting. Her life was like, the weather's great today. I got coffee at Starbucks. You know, um, that, That's my Twitter feed. Why, why, yeah. why you got a diss, Doug? I'm just saying. This is normal life. Not all of us know uh, dudes who know guys in the Red Hot right, Chili Peppers, right. okay? Come on, man. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> even, 
even Heavy noted that it was not a very active Twitter. Wasn't the most dynamic thing. Dynamic would yeah. be the term that that would be good. Um, so uh, she will survive, and um, she's in stable condition at the how hospital. You, how do you move on from something like that? I, right? Yeah, I think I think the the big takeaway here is if you're in a relationship. And you're feeling like this. Were about, there signs of, of him being violent before yeah, him? Okay. The police had been called there several times. And both the daughters had said that um, to friends that their home life was really challenging. I mean, like, if your kid is 16 and they're like, I'm scared to go to dad's house. Yeah, I mean, I think, exactly. I think that's when you, like, you, you call the courts and you're like, hey, listen, like, there's something going on. They don't feel safe. I mean, the whole idea of being a parent is to give your kid security. Right. right. Um, you know, and I know divorces and, and things like that can be real complicated because there's all kinds of legal things attached to them. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I mean, you know, maybe he was okay early on in the separation, but maybe he's getting progressively and progressively more, you know, out of his mind. And, and you got to let people know that, right? I mean, it's it's for the safety of everybody. I'm not saying that every dude who's divorced is going to do something like this to his family, but there's always that possibility. Yeah. Do, do you remember the uh, Simpsons when they were like, um, when... Um Mill uh, is it Millhouse the neighbor? Yeah, uh, or Millhouse like his dad and mom divorced, and then he like went off to this place, and Homer goes to visit him, and it was like uh, um, bachelor condos, and like they went in, everything was like bleak and de- totally, like, yeah, yeah, it was like really <laughs> shitty. Well, I mean that that's you know it's been my uh, my experience in my short time on this planet that you know uh, when relationships break off, marriages especially with kids. Um, you know, I think the perception is that, oh, you know, my life will be better. Uh, it's usually a lot harder, you yeah. know, because all the costs get doubled. Um, you know, I, I definitely understand getting away from someone who's violent, someone who's, you know, you know, psychopathic or, or physically harming you or your children, obviously. But, you know, I, I see a lot of marriages end where it's really just kind of a like a lack of uh, communication. You know, they, they could have gone, probably could have gone to some therapy. It might've taken a year or two to work through some things. Right. They could have saved their marriage. And, you know, people, uh, I, I, I just, yeah, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but I think people tend to bail on that pretty quick. Yeah. It's like, ah, you know, whatever. And, and, and I, I think most of the people I know who've gone through kind of these, these divorce experiences, you know, always end up in a, in a, in a really tough situation. Like you're saying, like where, you know, they're living in cars so they can be near their kids. Yeah. Or, you know, it's 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 uh it's it's a tough situation. Well, so the answer to this is to get therapy and not to get two nine millimeter handguns. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think that's that's it. Yeah. Or I mean, the thing is, like you know, if you know, and I you, feel like that's a moral that we come across often. Yeah. <laughs> or if you know that you know your your ex is armed, like you should be armed and and packing when you go over there, right? Like if you yeah. give any inclination that the guy might shoot you, it's like. Or harm your daughter. Yeah, be, be prepared to defend yourself. I mean, yeah, at least carry a samurai sword around or something. Yeah, she she knew that he was not stable. Mm. So let's go on to two other uh, wonderful stable gentlemen. Uh, these two guys are Bryce Bryce Minch and uh, Austin Wright uh, Callen, two guys from Anaheim, and they just you know. Ordered a pizza. They ordered a pizza from Thunder Burgers and Pizza. Thunder Burgers? Yeah. Sounds That's like awesome. a dope place. It does. Um, is, the that problem, chain? is that chain or is that local? Uh, I think that's only local in Anaheim. Hmm. Probably only one location. Uh, and uh, Garrett Peterson was the manager on duty, and they had a problem with their pizza. Their pizza was cold, 
so they asked for a free pizza. Um, Garrett refused to give them the free pizza, and so they proceeded to almost beat him to death. Mm. Um, a security guard came in, uh, found Garrett on the ground, uh, got one of the guys. They were immediately arrested. Um, and they could have beat up the security guard? They, did, they were just winded from beating up Garrett? I guess, I guess they were winded from break. They actually fractured this guy's skull. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's in critical condition, but now stable. No, the thing is, is, is like when you talk about fracturing someone's skull, like it sounds like, oh, my God. But it, it's not that hard to fracture someone's skull. Like I think I think a lot of people don't realize how easy it is to really hurt someone with your fists. Like people don't. You know, like like it's what like people think of fighting. What usually when they're in grade school, when you're when kids are a lot smaller than a strong. But like if you're an adult and you start throwing haymakers at someone's yeah. temple, like you're gonna crack their bone. Like it's just a matter of physics. Well, the body isn't, you know, it's it can break. Well, the other thing too is, uh, let's say you're five ten, the fall from five ten to the ground is enough to crack your skull as well. Talking physics. Yeah, it's, exactly. I, I think it's, it's only like 8, 10 pounds of pressure to break a human skull. It's not a lot. No. And so I had a business, uh, my business partner, Brian, he was uh, on the street and was putting money in it in a meter. Yeah. This guy was like, hey, can I have some of that money? And Brian, Brian was like, no. And the guy just hit him in the jaw. Yeah. And when he hit him in the jaw, he just went lights out fell on the ground and when he fell on the ground it fractured his skull yep in the back yeah uh luckily he was he was okay but yeah um, it could have turned out worse I've, I've heard of people getting hit falling down like one hit they fall down and die from the yeah impact. it's not necessarily the punch it's the it's the fall, it's the, of the, concrete, the, fall yeah. of the ground yeah so this guy um he had been um uh they've um got him stabilized um he all of his friends are kind of rallying behind him. Um, this this kid is facing, he's 22. The two of them are both 22. How old's Garrett? Uh, he was, hold on, uh, 33. 33. So re- he's so relatively young. Yeah, he should and, know him better. He should know him better at 33. Just give him the pizza. Yeah. I, I mean, this thing, I, th- I, thought, I thought Garrett was going to be like 18, 16, 17, like he's a high school kid at his first pizza job. Right. If he gives these guys the free pizza, the manager who is 33 is going to be like, oh, you're just giving pizza to your friends. You but, know what I mean? At 33 years old, dude, if there's a bunch of young kids and they're making an issue over like a cold pizza, you know, I, I, customer service, man. I'm not justifying the almost beating them to death, but you just you lose the 50 cents in pizza materials and just give right. them a pizza and then just, you know, say, you know, this is it. You know, like, don't come back here. We don't want you here, right? We're refusing the, the right to serve you because you're too picky. Well, the I, I think the thing, these these two kids seem like the, like, fly off the handle type that, like, he probably was telling them, I'm not going to give you a free pizza. And then they are doing that kind of smile and then punch type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they just immediately come unhinged. I'm pretty sure because the videos that they have all online are extremely aggressive. They're like shooting AK-47s, and, like, these guys were not on a good path. Yeah. Although I have videos of me shooting AK-47s <laughs> I know, well. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so uh, we'll kind of keep up with that story, see what happens to them. There's something There's something that should be, like, there should be an added charge, too, to a crime against a pizza guy. Pizza's such an awesome thing, you know, and, and it's like, who knows, maybe this pizza shop, Thunderbird Pizza, is going to be closed now because maybe Garrett at age 33 was a sole proprietor. It was like his pizza thing. He ran it. 
mm-hmm. now people in his neighborhood aren't gonna be able to get the pizza. Like you mess with the pizza dude, like that's that's. Uh, and and uh, his girlfriend uh, wrote that um, apparently on his gun uh, on his GoFundMe page. Yeah. Uh, for his medical bills that he as he recovers, that he would probably spend all of that money on his dog. Oh, really? Yeah. Have we made a donation to his GoFundMe page yet? He loves his dog. No, I was waiting for you to do it first. Okay. Then I'll, I'll, I'll be right after it. that. I'll get on after the, after the show. We'll do that. All right. We'll both do that. Uh, and then kind of our, our, our final story, which I think is, you know, <laughs> we we got it in light. Um, how many girls recently have we done stories on who disappear for like a week or two and then come back unharmed? Yeah. That's been, is it just me or has it been a trend? It seems like it's a little bit of a trend, kind of a vanishing trend, like a temporary vanishing. Yeah. So there's this girl, uh, Katerina Bitterman. Um, She went missing. Uh, She was a high school student. She was a junior. The the problem is this, is that these girls are getting uh, vanished. Right. Coming back and the parents are refusing to talk about what happened. Exactly. So it could be aliens. It could be just them going out and, you know, going out in the woods to try to survive like no one's really saying what's going on for all we know there's a new trend in teenagers where you know they go out in the wilderness they're like well yeah, they see that uh tv show naked and afraid and they're like i'm gonna yeah. go do that and so this girl went missing uh uh like right after her 17th birthday she went missing and then they found her so she lives in parma ohio and they found her in a house in salem massachusetts mm. you witchcraft um, what? You think witchcraft? I could be is witchcraft, it? but they also said that a 19-year-old man who is yet to be identified was also arrested at the house. Yeah. Um, they said that she was found completely unharmed, but uh, they're not talking about it. I mean, what I think usually happens in these situations is, you know, small-town girl runs away with older boyfriend you know, and then they run out of money, they run out of drugs or whatever. You know, they're kind of on like a party this, fling binge thing, and then they call mom or they reach out. Yeah, I'm I, in Salem. I don't know. Again, I think Detective Detective Mike is a little, a little off on this Ugh. one because this girl was like a all-star student. She was very responsible. She had a boyfriend. That uh, wasn't who, the 19-year-old guy? It wasn't the 19-year-old <laughs> guy. And when she left the house, they found her cell phone on the floor the door wide open and her dog running outside. Yeah, so for, she would, for a teenager in 2017 to be without their cell phone, that that's, that's a red the, flag. That's a big red yeah. flag. Okay. You, didn't, you didn't give me those details. Yeah, well, I'm just okay. saying. I was just waiting to see if you're like Juju could figure it out. Yeah. Huh. So, um, But she's back and she's safe, right? She's back and she's safe, which is another thing that I think is just incredible. That like these, you know, they always say within 48 hours, if they don't find them, it's highly likely that they're dead. Yeah. Uh, and that's an important just, thing to know, people. Like if you get abducted, you need to fight get up, for your life. Fight for your life. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I mean, it, do, it doesn't matter. Like, like, you know, you really have to. You, this is the thing. You have to really think about this stuff before you get abducted. Like you got like I remember, you know, when I when I started, I used to read a lot of true crime as a teenager. Right. And I remember reading about all these psychopaths and the stuff that they would do and how quickly they would take people and the things they would do. And I, and I remember just going, I'd rather die in a parking lot trying to gouge out this guy's eyes and, ha- and take a butcher knife to the, the yeah, temple the, than... If a dude is trying to take you into a car and yeah, drive fight, you to the woods your life, man. with a gun... Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're not coming. And you've seen his their face? Yeah. You, you're never getting out of there. Yeah. I mean, I always think that's exactly right. It's like, would I rather get shot 
or like get tied up in the woods, tortured, and then shot. Yeah, and and then if they're abducting you in like the Walgreens parking lot or some shit like that, you get shot there. At least you might be able to get help. Yeah, like you get shot in the woods, you're yeah. fucked. Listen back to some of our podcasts about like the guy with the storage <laughs> container. Yeah, on like a hundred acre field, like you don't want to end up in a storage container. You know? What yeah, I mean? <laughs> definitely not. Ugh. And it, th- this totally reminded. Remember the last story that we did was uh, on Laura Lynn Stacy. She was the one in Southern California. Yeah, who went missing for seven days, and they found her wandering on the highway. And yep. there, and then they asked for privacy. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Sherry Papini went missing for like two weeks in Reading. Yeah. And then she ended up somewhere, and now the FBI still hasn't closed that case. Yeah. The other one's closed, so they're not they're not divulging what happened. There needs to be a think tank here. They need to be sharing information. I think so. Hmm. And then uh, uh, the kind of the final thing that we have to talk about is just big kudos to Ben Affleck. What did Ben Affleck do? He got out of rehab. Oh, right on, man. Yeah. He's back, man. He's back out of rehab. I didn't know that he had uh, issues. Uh, I didn't either. So I ran. I, I read uh, another cutting-edge news source that I go to for great stories, which is TMZ. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. He, what was he in for? Like drugs, alcohol, both, everything? Alcohol. Okay. Alcohol addiction. So yeah, he yeah. struggled with that apparently for a while, and that also broke up his marriage. Who is he married to? Somebody? Somebody yeah. famous? Yeah. Um, it's okay. Uh, I'm sure everybody here is like screaming li- at li- us. Yeah, li- listening to this and being like, "It's fucking what's her name?" Yeah, um, yeah. So her. Well, good for him, man. All right, so that was our podcast in a nutshell. What number was it? That was twenty-eight. Wow. Uh, we talked. You know, I think uh, we talked about a bunch of great stuff. Uh, please let us know what you think about the podcast. If you watched it live or if you listen to it online, you can follow us at uh, We Vomit Rainbows on facebook.com and then you can also follow us on twitter and instagram and do uh, we do we decide on official uh uh streaming platform yeah we are, we're on facebook right now we're going facebook live okay so if you're listening to this podcast at a later date tuesdays around 7 yep. p.m ish uh you want to go to uh do the facebook live yeah and we'll be on it do i sound like an ancient person do the facebook live do, do the facebook live <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, send us comments, questions to contact at Vomiting Rainbows, and uh, visit us at vomitingrainbows.com.